reminder that in just a little while we will have a chat with Keith Suter after the news to take a look at international affairs. If you've got any questions you want to ask him, one 800 Just keep that in mind. It's going to be Hepatitis Awareness Day. World, in fact, Hepatitis Awareness Day on Sunday the 28th. And there's a lack of awareness on hepatitis that we should probably learn about. Melanie Eagle is the CEO of Hepatitis Victoria. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, Trevor. Melanie, one of the things that I've always wondered with hepatitis is that there is sometimes confusion between mm. A, B and C, and that can be one of the issues as far as awareness is concerned. That's right. But it's not too hard to uh, explain. I, would you like me to do a little bit of a 101? Yeah, please. Sure. So the two really that have affect many people around the globe and that we need to act on are P and C. So they're really the ones we need to focus on. And perhaps B, we can say uh, it affects, it's transmitted mothers to babies. So that's one way to think of B. And it's vaccine preventable. Mm. And then if I contrast that with C, and there's about a similar number, of people affected, at least in Australia, of each of those. There's more people around the globe affected of that one B, but now we'll go on to C, and it's uh, transmitted through uh, unsafe injecting usually, but other things medically acquired, you know, when there's poor infection control, but it's curable. So think of C, it's curable. There, a simple one tablet a day for a couple of months, it, it can be cured of it. And hep tell us about hepatitis A, even though it isn't one that we sure, should be thinking no, so much sorry. about. Yes, really, that's because of uh, contaminated uh, transmission of fecal matter. So usually it's eating, uh, drinking in unclean areas. And so A, it hardly ever hap happens in Australia, but overseas uh, it's much more common in kind of unsanitary areas. Because we, we hear about that every now and then, that sort of contamination, right. but not very often. No, there'll be a burst. Uh, perhaps people remember the berries uh, outbreak when there had been some imported mixed berries uh, produce. Yeah. yeah. Why is it that we aren't aware enough of um, hepatitis B and C? And along, is that because there's a feeling that it isn't uh, predominant enough in society or is it that we're just not getting the information or it's not getting through properly? I've come to realise after say several years, seven years now working in this role, it's just something that is regarded as dirty and not polite to discuss. When you do start discussing it and you might even, you know, then now you go and chat with friends and family you actually realise it's much more common than you think. It happened to me when I said, I've got this gig, you know, I'm working in the area of hepatitis. Suddenly I have cousins tell me that, you know, yes, they had hepatitis C. I have people saying, oh, I contracted hepatitis A when I was travelling, but I'm back. Oh, I haven't had my uh, vaccines yet for travelling for hep B. Things like that, you know, it comes up when you talk about it. But we tend not to because it's regarded as dirty and it's highly stigmatised. Isn't it strange with things like that? Because mm. especially once you've spoken to a lot of people, I mean, I've, my, I've got a family member that had hepatitis, um, hepatitis C and mm -hmm. it's not a terrible thing. It's just something mm. that happens. But the stigma 
stays and, and can stay for a long time, but the conversations and the education is the important part about it. Is that yeah. one of the things, the education is part of what you're wanting to do, Melanie? Certainly. So it's a great opportunity coming up to World Hepatitis Day, which is on Sunday each year, and it's one of only four World Health Organisation recognised days that's specific to a condition. Uh, which is in recognition of its prevalence and its impact because a lot of people die from it uh, because we don't talk about it and get it treated. And we also don't talk about it sufficient to prevent people from acquiring it. So, yeah, this is a time to pause and reflect on that and raise people's awareness. That's terrible that people can still get any of the hepatitis, not realise it or just be concerned about the, the side effects and not go to doctors? Is that something that's happening? Yeah, that's right. So even in, uh, you know, little old Victoria, uh, where we've got a very sophisticated health system and good opportunities to educate and inform people, 70% of the people living with viral hepatitis either don't know or not not engaged in care so, so as you say maybe they once were aware but they don't think there's anything you can do about it is that is that why there's a mapping progress a program oh there's yes there's been over the last few years um, much more detailed mapping done by the doherty institute to i guess make it quite specific as to the prevalence rates of b and c in different localities right down to local government areas around australia so what, tell us what the, the the people in the community that are, that are most susceptible and just a little mm -hmm. bit about the symptoms as well i guess sure so again if we divide it to b and c because they do vary so b which as i said is uh, past mother to child by and large and is vaccine preventable but it also can be managed in treatment. Anyway, if we think about hepatitis B, it's largely people from migrant and refugee background who have come from high prevalence communities. Uh, areas where it happened to be high, was passed down in the communities those that way, have come to Australia and it's still relatively prevalent. We have had a vaccine program since 2000 across Australia, so there should be far less people who are young who are coming up with it. But we've still got this amazing lack of awareness in people who have already got hepatitis B. Melanie, with the vaccine program, is that a, mm -hmm. is that a vaccine, vaccine program that everybody goes through? Uh, since 2000, yes. Okay. So kids will have all had it and there was a teenage catch-up program Excellent. yes uh so but then perhaps just to uh um, talk about who's mainly affected in terms of c yeah uh so it's as i mentioned a bit before it's mainly people who have acquired it through injecting uh illicitly so they've been it's been transferred say through illegal drug use They've injected, passed it on uh, in, through injecting equipment, how they've done that, and somebody else has acquired it. But it might also be tattoos, or it might actually have been people who uh, were unfortunately treated prior to when we knew as much as we do now about hepatitis C in, um, with poor 
medically controlled kind of situations. And so quite a few haemophiliacs up until the late 80s also acquired hepatitis C. So it can be a variety of ways, but the large majority, uh, it's been through injecting, sharing injecting equipment with somebody who's already got hepatitis C. What's been done, Melanie, as far as as we lead up to World Hepatitis Day, what sort of things are being done both to raise awareness and also, I guess, working within communities to try and deal with hepatitis? So, for example, in Victoria, we've held for the last few years what we call a liverability festival. So perhaps that's something uh, to mention because you did actually, I should go back to when you said about the symptoms. Mm. Hepatitis just means infection of the liver or inflammation of the liver. Let's not complicate it. That's what it is. That, that vital organ, which is the biggest uh, internal organ that we have, and it's does you know over 500 different functions that's so really you know a critical organ it just means it's inflamed but it can go on uh, and get worse and um, can lead to liver cancer and death unfortunately anyway so we work in a range of different ways we kind of badge it together under the liverability festival and uh, Such a great we, name. <laughs> oh, good on you, yes. One of our staff members came out with it. But anyway, so it's trying to put a positive spin on it. Yes, we can look after our um, liver. One of the positive things we do is support people with small grants to have love your liver lunches, but we target that to people who are in communities where there is high prevalence and, and spreading the word amongst you know their group. Uh, and you know, take offering education and asking them to spread the word afterwards. So that's one of the activities we've got. Say the Burnett Institute on the Monday is having a symposium, which is actually this year themed around mobilising the community. Uh, on Sunday, the president of my organisation uh, and myself will be heading out to Springvale to join staff and volunteers at the. Springvale Snow Festival where we just have a stall. There's things like that going on. Our news is coming up. Probably the best thing Mm. to do would be to type into a search engine World Hepatitis Day and see what events come up. Yes. That's great. Melanie, thank you for telling us a little bit about it today. Thanks for the opportunity, Trevor. Melanie Eagle, CEO of Hepatitis Victoria. So have a look online. It's news time.